Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed. That's Buddy the Dog squeaking a small duck. And this is Marek Larwood. How are you doing, Marek? <laughs> a good intro. The, good one. The, the duck has been taken out of Buddy's mouth. And the look of... Uh, it, it's the, a tail slowly wagging less and less. Aww. He's not going to get the duck back. He's Just not. give him a, the duck for a little bit. Okay, there you go, mate. <laughs> Um, welcome to Film Fandango. We're here to talk about films. Uh, we've decided to have this underscore this this week. Is that a new duck? No, no. He's just getting belligerent. He's sick of us sitting here talking and not playing with him. How often does he play with that duck? You know, daily. Oh, so it's not just he's seen us doing the podcast, but I'm going to get the squeakiest toy I've got. Well, you know, he's got a couple of... He usually kills the squeak pretty quick, but that one survived for some reason. The duck looks does look like a maimed and then his neck broken. Anyway, this isn't about I mean, I'm gonna take it off him. But how are you doing, Merritt? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the background, for those of you he's been given a, a squeakless whale, is it? Yeah, it's a whale. Okay, it's been a squeak ripped out of it. <laughs> It's really been destroyed. That one had a uh, ultrasonic squeak in it that we couldn't hear. That's very clever, clever, isn't it? So if you can hear some weird squeaking, then you are... Then you have uh, bat's ears? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, films. Films. Uh, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, so you're... Uh, over the course of this um, podcast, for regular since we've been playing the IMDb game, which is working away through the top 250 films. And they've got a thing now where you can rate them. It says to you, if you go to IMDb, yeah. go to the bottom of the IMDb main screen, it says top 250, and click on that, and it'll show you the top 250 films according to the, the general public who they voted on. And it tells you how many you've seen, if you go through and rate the ones you've seen. Which yeah. um, and we've got a game where your IMDb score is the first film you have not seen if you count from number one The Shawshank Redemption um, and until you hit one you've not seen and the rank of that film is your score and so we've been trying to up our scores Marek is sort of doing better than me at the moment well I'm working my way through but from different uh, different ones but mine is currently 35 Charlie Chaplin City Lights which I've seen the first 15 minutes of and you have now seen all of it. I have now seen all of City Lights, um, which I've been working my way through the Chaplins a bit because uh, it was, wasn't that long ago we saw Modern Times as well. But City Lights is at 35. I 
actually my score is still 29 because I haven't seen Interstellar but then now I've seen City Lights it'll jump forward a decent See, amount once I finish off City Lights the bad news for you David yes. is that I am jumping all the way up to uh, I had it a second ago The Great Dictator another Chaplin film yeah. at 56 I mean that's and then after that yeah. I'm all you're the way away. to you're away. Lawrence of Arabia 85 I know I haven't seen all of that the travesty yeah I know but if I watch Interstellar then I immediately get stopped by Psycho at 36 oh yes and then Untouchable at 38 so I'm I'm stuck around the high 30s for a you've bit you've not seen the Untouchables at 38? No. Not the Untouchables, no, Untouchable. It's called Different Things Than Mine. It's the French one. Yeah, Untouchable. That is an absolutely brilliant hidden gem film. Really? Meta- oh. Its Metacritic score is not high. 57. Critics didn't seem to like it. It is absolutely brilliant. Okay, I look forward to that. Um, but I have seen City Lights, the Charlie Chaplin film. Uh, now, this... Uh, is for those who do not know, um, he plays his little tramp character as always, and it's rather charming reveal to the character where the uh, the uh, pompous bourgeois people of the city are unveiling a new statue, um, and they unveil it, and he's asleep in the arms of the statue at the top. What um, I like about that bit is the statue is clearly made for him to do as many jokes yeah. as possible. So it's got a hand <laughs> that reaches out here, and it's like, the sword slide is brilliant, though, isn't it? In that, where he gets his trousers caught on the sword, it looks like it's a continuous take. Which I think is it incredible. is incredible. Like, like a- th- this is this is what I say. I, I, I'll get on to it. Uh, the plot is he plays this uh, down and out tramp living in a modern city, and one night. He comes across a rich drunk who's trying to kill himself by throwing himself in the river. And We're next attached to a rock. Attached to a rock. Uh, cue a, st- a slapstick sequence. But what happens is uh, this man ends up being eternally grateful for him saving his life and the two of them go off for a uh, jolly good time around the city as best friends, uh, getting very drunk in the process. And then in the morning the man wakes up and he no longer wants anything to do with the tramp because he's now sober and he throws him out of his house and he and he keeps but in the evening he goes looking for him again and it's got this weird sort of duality of what what's going on and simultaneously throughout this um Charlie Chaplin's character has fallen in love with a blind flower seller oh, as yes. well who is has financial troubles and is going to get kicked out of her house with her mum and all of this anyway it's absolute you know it's pure Chaplin in that it's each scene is just an incredibly performed slapstick routine almost all of them are just you know do you know how long you to re- how much time they had to rehearse these things I have no idea but it must be a lot because the only other person you know Buster Keaton we've talked about as well but m- in modern times sort of Jackie Chan is the only person who's kept that tradition alive, really. You see bits of it in Jim Carrey sometimes. But not really. He tends to do, you know, bendy acting, but not actual incredible choreography of, you know, set pieces. But, and then it's got, in its story, it's got uh, a mix of real sweetness and satire about modern living, you know, so... It's just the incredibly rich and the incredibly poor just sort of mingling together. Um, I I think I prefer modern times, mm. but City Lights has got some fantastic sequences. It's got the famous one that 
is often used as the DVD cover of him in a boxing match, um, and the one and them getting drunk in a restaurant with a dance floor is a wonderful routine as well. It's you know there's just some brilliant stuff in it. It's he really makes, charming. He makes jokes. Uh, I mean, I watched the first bit of it of a guy falling into the water and also of them going for a drink in the house yes. and it being poured down his trousers. But if you said, make this scene funny, yeah, he does about seven or eight different jokes where yes. any other comedian you would think will just do yeah. one or two. It, it, incredible. incredible density yeah. of laughs. You're absolutely right. And this one, I think, is uh, famous for having the first use of gibberish in um, a silent film. I think that's right. And it, it, at the beginning, in the unveiling of the statue scene, that doesn't continue throughout the whole film. The uh, that they've overdubbed over the top. Um, and then in The Great Dictator, which we both haven't seen, but um, I've read about a bit, Charlie Chaplin speaks in one of his films for the first time in the final scene of that uh, film. And I've seen that scene online, and it's an incredible speech. Why is Charlie Chaplin? Is it just in my head, or it, that he's not really seen as popular or in vogue? Really, no, really? sort of pop and a bit rubbish. But he's phenomenally gifted physical performer. But it's just something that it, I remember watching it was on TV when I was a kid quite a lot. Almost as a kids thing, you'd watch. Yeah, put, you put the Charlie Chaplin on, it's just like clowning, really. Yes. I've seen as sort of silly mm. and small, but I don't think these are. They're you know they're from a different time, but they're incredibly entertaining. You know these. If you saw it live, you would you know think it's incredible. You know that this this level of physical discipline that he can still make seem fluid and funny and uh, spontaneous as well. The only person I was a big hero of mine is really underrated, Michael Crawford. Yes, in some numbers do have him. I yeah. think some of the like the roller skating scene people talk about, but people him, look down on that series. But as well, I think he, some of the bits of him getting stuck in a toilet, which had a, a toilet had an automatic opening door yes. with a sensor on it, and he does so many things that are incredible. Yeah. But no one goes, oh, when they talk about modern comedy. You don't see people saying, oh, my heroes. They talk about Spike Milligan, yeah. Peter Sellers. Very, no very said, verbal stuff. Very yeah, no young. one says Michael Crawford is my hero, and he no, was one I'm, of mine heroes. And, but Lee Evans has sort of tried to carry that but on. Not as nowhere near no, as good as. It, but Michael he attempted Crawford. a show like Some Mothers Do Have Them, which was a sitcom. Uh, or I think it was fairly silent, actually. I suppose a bit Mr. Beanie, but where he was doing these uh, farcical sequences that escalated out of control and doing all this, and it, it was charmless. It didn't work. Mr. Bean, you could say Mr. Bean's one. Mr. Bean's not. It's more clever rather than phys- it's it's reactions. It's not it's not slapstick choreography. Really, it's not slapstick. I suppose it's there's, just sort of. I think something, but there's, there's no huge stunts. I mean, no. you wouldn't say Rowan Atkinson is not that. If, he is physically dexterous, but he wasn't doing yeah. the sort of thing that Chaplin. I mean, in was modern doing. times, uh, there's there's a scene where Charlie Chaplin goes, excitedly dives into a river to find it's only three inches uh, deep. And he's he's dived off a platform into it and done this tumble from diving. I I can't even Im- imagine how you learn to do that. I mean, you just break yourself. But it's it's brilliant. He he's a phenomenal performer, and it's just 
regardless of the story or whatever, that in and of itself is a joy to watch. I mean, modern times for me, try to change films. The bit when he's in the mall and he's roller skating near the yeah, edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he seems to be roller skating backwards at times in well, a circuit. Just th- there's right a near- sequence in this in uh, in City Lights where he is. Uh, admiring a bronze statue of a naked lady in a window, oh, yes. and he keeps walking back to get a better view of it. Whilst a trap door in the in the street is opening, one of those delivery hatches to the basement, and the timing of when he's there and going back, and it's but he walking walking tired. backwards, walking for yeah, yeah. without any flinching, no, or no. that you might literally fall and kill yourself. Yeah, no, I mean it's he he is just a, a class above sort of anything we have now. And and that is worth watching, you know. It's all in uh, Cirque du Soleil or whatever, but it's all very po-faced. Uh, that kind of physical uh, discipline and ability is, very, you know, it's you can almost watch this in in stages now. I think it feels a lot like, different, like you said different sketches. It's sketches. They're you can sketches, just watch yeah. half an hour of the film, yeah, and then go back to it and watch another half an hour and still enjoy it. I do. I do find it quite. Um, tricky to watch the whole thing in one sitting I was slightly turning off and and I felt guilty about that because it's so good what you're watching is so good but it is you know lots of small bits and and it's good to watch half an hour of that or 20 minutes but to watch an hour and a half it starts to get a bit like uh, yeah okay that's what he would be doing now probably he would be a TV star doing Chaplin's 20 minute half hour yeah things. yeah yeah but no it's brilliant stuff brilliant um, How many days is it? Oh, it's very hard to do that. I don't know, but it's great. I mean, you know, at least eight. Well done, Charlie Chaplin. Well done, you. Whatever mate. you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though. He died on Christmas Day. Oh no! 1977. After he opened his presents or before? I'm not sure, but the the hero of uh, the silent era lived long enough to see Star Wars. There you go. Banging on about Star Wars again. Well, you know, it's coming on. Um, Here's an email. Oh, yeah? Who's it from? From Lewis. Originally from South Wales. Do you want to do it in a South Welsh accent? Well, let's do it Welsh. All right. Welsh, Welsh. Just rock Here we go. Hey, guys. First, just watched it follows. I loved it. I actually paused the podcast and you were discussing it to watch it. I'm not a big horror fan, but it was great. Fab soundtrack too. Thanks. Second thing, have either of you seen Predestination? I really, really enjoyed it. The acting is pretty phenomenal, particularly the female lead, Sarah Snook, who I'd never seen before, and now have a bit of a crush on. Sarah Snook? Hmm. Don't know her. It is a time travel movie, though. For me, this is a massive plus. Sorry, that's someone wrong. Uh, but I know this can put a lot of people off. The time travel logic is, is kind of weird, but that's pretty much the point of the movie, which I can't really explain without spoiling things. That is a particular problem we have. It is. I would love to know what you guys think. Also, if you're looking for a time travel film that's truly perfect in its logic, track down the Spanish film, Time Crimes. Primer is amazing, but hard to get your head round, while Time Crimes is easy to understand. But still messing with your head. Love the show, bros. Lewis, originally from South Wales. Well, thank you, Lewis. Uh, predetermination. Predestination. Predestination. Sorry, it's a complicated word. Ethan Hawke's in it. 
good for Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. I've got to like Ethan Hawke more yeah. as he's got older. I agree. He's good in uh, he's good in Boyhood, isn't he? Very good and, and very likable. So watch out for Predestination. Predestination and the career of Sarah Snook. Go for it, Sarah Snook. Hey, I guess do you like reading? I love reading. Well, it's your lucky day. Why? Because here is an email from Martin Appleyard. He's written in before old Appleyard, hasn't he? Appleyard. Well, was he one? Who? What voice shall I do, Martin? Uh, do an old fruit. <laughs> an old fruit, like literally a fruit, or like a no, he's person. a camp person. Okay, an old one. Hello, you two. Three, four, who knows? I was listening to a different small niche film podcast called Commode and Mayo's Film Review recently. They had a brilliant new game where they asked listeners to suggest how they might recast famous films with different actors. What the f- Just thought it might be something you boys should consider doing on your show. I know, start by, I don't know, start by recasting Ghostbusters. What the? K-W-T-F. As in commode, what the fuck? And that's from Martin Appleyard. So they have... They They have stolen our game! And and we've got enough precedent there of our format point that we could probably send them a decease and desist if we really wanted to. Kermode, that greasy-haired twat, (laughs) has been listening to this podcast on the sly and nicking our games. What's next? He's going to start pretending to be a miserable arsehole? (laughs) I think he has as well. That's your thing. Right, Kermode, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. (laughs) Smug prick wow yeah well you know i think we did invent that game i don't think anyone in the history no of the world has, has ever, ever done that before no ever uh yeah we haven't played it in a while we should probably get a guest on again shouldn't we that yeah, was always we nice could be asked. <laughs> we could be asked i just it's just oh, it's so much hassle oh no what is it another letter what who's it from it's from jonathan robertson Jonathan Robertson. A long-time listener, first-time emailer. And he wants... He's a Geordie. Yeah. But he would be excited to hear us try a Mongolian accent. Take it away, Marek. I, I just did the last one. It, I did the last one, so... Uh, We've done Mongolian before, haven't we? We have. Did I do Mong- I think you I did. did. I did, you like did a Mongolian, Mong- yeah. But I did it as a Mongoloid, didn't I? Ooh, Can no. you say Mongoloid? No, you can't. That's okay, really... ignore that. Yeah. I just said Mongolian wrong. Yeah, sure. It's Turkish, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. The Mongols, they Mongolia, Mongolia. Uh, it's Ottoman Empire yeah, and that stuff, isn't it? No, so, it's so, not, no, it's not. Um, it's north. It's north of China. So um, the Great Wall of China was keeping the Mongols out. And they went to Turkey then, right? No, Turkey's near Greece. What's going to do? It's Turkish. <laughs> you can do it Turkish <laughs> if you want. What is a Mongolian accent? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know any Mongolian people, but it's, it's, Chinese, what, it's sort of it? Kublai Khan sort of uh, thing. What's that then? Uh, well, I haven't watched that new series with uh, Benedict Wong playing playing. Khan, He's a nice but, man. Yeah, sort of. It's close to China, okay. which is an enormous place. But yeah, All right. Let's do. Well, let's do this then. And this is your. F- if you think this is racist. It's not me you need to pin this on. It's Jonathan Robertson. He's, he's asking, directly asking me to be slightly racist, right? Well, I don't see what other choice you have. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Following off, while Marek's reveal of a widely disappointing... I don't even know that. This is like a lisp with it. I'll start again. 
Following on from I've got more Welsh. I've got more aggressive because they're Mongols who are quite well they're hordes aren't they they, they okay. famously horse raiding people um, following off on Merrick's review of a slightly disappointing Mr. Holmes and his love of young Sherlock Holmes I'd like to suggest another film with an interesting take on the Holmes Watson dynamic in the 1988 comedy without a crew Michael Caine plays Sherlock Holmes in a brilliant performance second only to his role in The Muppet Christmas Carol, if you ask me. In his version, Holmes is a charismatic but foolish actor who has been hired to act as a cover for the real genius detective, Dr. John Watson, played by Ben Kingsley. They make a brilliant comedic pairing with effortlessly ke- with effortless chemistry, well-written banter, and some wonderful slapstick moments. The whole film is available on YouTube, uh, well worth a wash. It is not perfect, but I'm very fond of it. And give it a Jonathan's. Thank you for all your fantastic recommendations. Keep watching the films. Wow, yes. Uh, without a clue, I have seen this many, many years ago. I have no recollection of whether it's any good or not, but I would look, I remember, you know, I'm sure it is. Um, well, well, I would I- like to see it again. Um, ben Kingsley's an odd one. Who Sir seems to... Ben Kingsley, please. Sorry, yes, Sir Ben Kingsley, who he takes himself incredibly seriously, or so the stories go. But then he he, he is capable of being very funny. Um, and Michael Caine's always the night, always good, isn't he? King Bensley, that's King what they ben... should call him. <laughs> King Bensley. I've said that before, but I really think King Bensley should just do that. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen this on TV ages ago, but I can't remember it. Uh, my problem is, is that my memory is pretty much maximum five years on film so um, then you dump it all gone everything everything is gone into the abyss the abyss of time mm. um, let's read one more uh, with probably the best best title for an email ever what's that let the piss flow films <laughs> ok <laughs> I'll read this well Christopher Dodd's written in and he's asked if you can read this out in the voice of a Mexican drag queen who has recently been dumped. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is that is very specific. <laughs> a Mexican drag queen who's recently been dumped. Okay, so I'm Mexico. Uh, but how do you do Mexican drag queen? That sounds quite good. Hello. But a bit... Oh, no, I've recently <laughs> been dumped. Oh, hi, guys. In recent years, I have invented a new category of film, the Let the Piss Flow film. This basically means that the film I'm watching is is so not engaging with me. I'm at a level of boredom that I don't mind at all leaving the cinema to take a piece. <laughs> now in time, in times gone by, I would never ever leave the cinema even if I was bursting because the quality of the films was at such a level that my bladder came second to the entertainment. But these days, I seem to be going to the toilet more and more during films. Some of the recent films I've taken a leak in include Man of Steel. I love Superman 2 so much that I saw it over six times in the cinema, but this reboot was very boring. It lacked emotion. It lacked excitement. <laughs> I had no problem at all trundling along to the lavatory in the middle of the film. A Taken 3. God blame it. The first Taken was the top film. How anyone can think this pile of dung is even in the same classes beyond me. This was so bad I went for a piss and then later fancied having a shit as well. 
I was wondering if you guys have your own Let the Piss Flow films at all from recent times. Kind regards, Chris. Uh, thank you, Christopher Dodd. What a great email. Um, um, on your uh, acting TV. Yes. Mexican drag queen. Brackets upset. Okay, yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. Oh, it was really good, mate. Thanks, thanks. Um, uh, maybe I'll do that in Edinburgh next year. Just read out film reviews. Okay. Um, yeah, let the piss flow films. Films I'm happy to go for a piss in. I, I, I've said it before, I halfway through Prometheus, I was like, no, I'm, I'm happy to go take a leak now. I don't really have a choice. No? I, I once uh, was so busting, but was in the middle of a row, didn't want to leave, during um, Resident Evil. And... It, from about halfway onwards, I oh, really God. mistimed it all. And then, I don't know if you remember, recall that film, but after it ends, it's got a whole nother act. So you think you're about to get to go to the loo, and then it goes, it does 28 days later at the end of it. I quite enjoy Resident Evil. Yeah, the first yeah. one's quite fun. It's, you know, it's daft, but it's, it's fun. It's got spaghetti dogs. Which uh, they're supposed to be skinned dogs, but they're clearly just real dogs, sort of covered in pasta sauce. Um, that sounds nice. Does he go and lick a dog? Where's Buddy going? He like this he's, bit. He's asleep. Uh, Buddy, we're talking about spaghetti dogs. Not interested. No, not interested. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just go. I, I just realise I'm going to go for a piss. Uh, what I tried to do is, I mean, this isn't really what people talk about. But on Komodo, they talk about this. I well, stopped, they will next week. I've stopped. Eh? I've stopped <laughs> buying the big drinks and just. I try and dehydrate yeah, yeah, myself yeah. and just fill myself with popcorn so I can last. Well, I mean that's an enormous amount of um, sugary pop to have these days, isn't it? I mean, we're a bit more health conscious, and you, you realise if you get one of their uh, drinks, you're basically downing a bag of sugar whilst watching. Take there's no break. way you can have a, a medium to large size drink. Mm. There's no and no. manage two hours. No, because you've got traders. The problem is now you've got half an hour to start. Well, you're bored, so you're just drinking faster than you normally yeah. would. And yeah. that, the trailers weren't half an hour long with the adverts beforehand, no. so you've extend and the films have got longer. So it's an extra hour. Mm. I was I just go in the afternoons and sit near the aisle, and then do that weird weird creep. Down Depending the on the cinema, and... you can you can just uh, you can then wee through the toilet door from your seat, can't you? We've got that. You know they they've got that bit. Who we talked about this before? They have on TVs when the advert's coming up in the corner. Yeah. That flashes. The yeah, yeah, light. yeah, the little black there and white. There should be, just in the corner, for people with smaller bladders, a scene, a two-minute scene that is less necessary to lead to the plot. Or, what about an app where you press, I'm going to the loo now, and then when you get back from the loo, you press, what did I miss? And it fills you in on what happened in the scenes that though between those times. The problem times. is, I'm, someone talked to about this before. There is a, an app where it the tells best you the best go. time because it's boring at that. But you bit. can't really. T- the problem with that is, you can't teach your bladder to. No. If you need a piss, you need a piss. Well, that's what I'm saying. My, I think my app's a genuinely good idea that it just says what you missed in the scenes from when you left to when you got back. Just describes all the things that the, happened. The problem is, is that they should have in the toilet. Screens, uh, not screens. But this is the problem with multi-screen things. If you get the app out, you're getting a fan in the cinema, which I really hate. That's true. It should be have the speaker, like when you're doing a theatre play. Oh yeah, yeah. In the toilet, but with multi-screens, 
you can't really have that. I used a urinal recently that had a TV screen on it that had a racing game where you steered the car by where you were pissing. I think I went to the urinal after you. It's absolutely covered. It's disgusting. <laughs> but what what struck me there was, well, in order for this game to work, that TV screen's got a camera looking at my dick on the underside of it. Otherwise, it, it, how's it, how else does it know where I'm... Unless the urinal was... It, no, the urinal was just metal. It was just a normal, disgusting urinal. So there's a way you... You, def- you think you're playing the game, but they're just filming your dick. <laughs> going from side to side. It's a way of getting you to swing from side to side. And afterwards, they send you... Do you want to buy a picture <laughs> of your dick? Outside, there's all of the, <laughs> the photos of the ride. And you have to buy... You, you your, Otherwise, it's up there all day yeah. for families to see. <laughs> Oh, God, I've got to spend 10 quid a picture of my own dick. <laughs> Again, why do I keep coming here? I've got so many pictures of my dick. Oh, such uh, a waste of money. Talking of pictures of dicks, yeah. I went to see, I didn't go and see a film. I went to on the Isle of Wight on holiday for 10 days. Yeah. I had to watch all these disaster movies before, so I haven't been to cinema, but I'm entitled to a bloody holiday. I still watched a film. Yes, what did you see? I saw, it's been released this year, it's While We're Young. You probably saw a train for it, and you thought, hmm, there's a film I'm completely indifferent to. I've never heard of it. Right, it No, is. I have. It it had some a sort of uh, short-lived poster campaign on the tube at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it came out in about April time. Right. It's by Noel Baumbach, who... Um, who made up his own name. He'd sort of got famous from making Francis Ha. Oh yes, which you didn't like. I hated more than anything. So why did you go and see? Why did you see this if you hated it? So I just my friends said what we were watching. What can we buy to watch on TV? So I said, uh, my friend Paul. I said we've got to watch a film. Uh, we'll just watch this one. It looks all right. All right. Uh, he did. He did things like the Squid and the Whale. He did uh, Greenberg, which I quite liked. Um, and he's done a film out now, which is everyone's banging on about, called uh, Mistress America, which has got the woman from Francis Ha in it, uh, who Greta Gerwig, who I, I can't believe it's not really annoying because that first film was really uh, Francis Ha was total shit. Um, anyway, while we're young, it is Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts. Yeah, they're a middle-aged couple. Um, guess what? Life's gone pretty boring. Oh, Their no. friends are having a baby. They started doing baby things. They, and they're left behind. They've tried to have kids and had them, and just like, they're just yeah, they think they're happy, but are they really happy? Uh, ben Stiller is making a documentary about, uh, but he's it's going on for ages and ages about some war person or some bullshit. Um, then yes, they meet a young couple. Swingers. No, no, no. Oh. Just a young, cool couple. Uh, Adam Horowitz, who's in Star Wars. Adam Driver, you mean? Uh, yeah, well, Adam Driver, sorry, I read the wrong name. Adam Driver is, and Amanda Seyfried play these characters. Adam Driver's brilliant. I think he's got a really he great face. isn't he? I'm sure he's going to be brilliant in Star Wars. He's gonna be, I think he's the baddie. Yeah. Um, he was in the Lena Durham thing that made him famous, I suppose. But he's the next big up and coming star, I think. Um, they play this cool sort of retro couple, uh, and they just go and listen to cassettes and they go and watch films. And there's some really great scenes where the couple um, 
uh, Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts are doing sort of modern things like on their phones the whole time on their iPlayers going through Netflix yeah yeah whereas the young couple are listening to cassettes watching old is, videos is cassettes the new vinyl now if you're if you're Pretty sort much, of yeah. hip and uh, connected to your feelings you now listen to shitty cassettes yeah they're living in the moment and whereas the uh, older couple aren't but you know the the everyone knows the superior sound quality of cassettes to uh, I mean CDs. a worn out cassette was brilliant <laughs> um, I remember my aunt told me telling me um, we went to Norwich to visit them that they had to buy another um, cassette of Enya because they'd worn out <laughs> <laughs> wow they completely worn out the first one well you would wouldn't you uh, somewhere there's a huge big you know f- f- landscape in China on a dump of worn out Enya cassettes a landfill of Enya <laughs> millions and millions of worn out cassettes you can't hear anything just this sail away sail away sail away do you remember when uh, your Walkman broke and it suddenly did everything at half speed or when the batteries were running batteries down batteries went down or the tape, the tape gets caught up and you try and put it back um, this film is I'm not a big Ben Sidder fan because he does the same I'm sick of him doing the Ben Sidder face you know I don't what I mean? like, yeah I don't like whimsical Ben Stiller I like I like comedian Ben Stiller more than most I mean it's I I was a big fan of it's uh, there's something about Mary which was sort of the one that made him a leading man wasn't it and it's a great film it's very funny um and then you know Zoolander he's brilliant in and he's good in Dodgeball and his cameo in Anchorman and uh, Mystery Men as well uh, but when you, I no I've no I've no inclination to see him in one of these, you know, Life of Walter Mitty or whatever. It that is. was a weird film. Yeah. This is... You know those films where the actors are like they're having more fun at certain points? Right. And that's what happens at certain... Like when Ocean's they, they, 12. They cross the line of when they when they think they're being funny. Right. This is it, this was... A, a, there's a sketch in this about two parallel couples yeah. meeting this younger couple... And it's a tw- it's a twenty minute thirty minute short film that somehow got extended into once it they have to comply to this Hollywood arc. Yeah, the first bit's quite funny and quite amusing, and it goes downhill rapidly when they've got to sort of tag on this story that oh maybe this young person's not what he seems, and maybe Ben Stiller's right in his life after all, and and like the solution is oh yeah let's have a baby like everyone else our age, and that is a normal thing to do. Yeah, it's really unsatisfactory. Sorry, it's but. I mean, you know what's going to happen in this film. There's no that no. you know exactly the it's like, oh you know we meet a young couple they're really really cool all of a sudden we want to try and live their lives. Ben sort of buys a hat to look cool and then it slowly unravels. It's not what it seems. You know exactly what's going to happen. So in a film where you know what's going to happen, it's got to be funny. Yeah, and it doesn't have any jokes after the first twenty thirty minutes. It sort of descends into this weird sort of shit. Oh. Ben Siddharth finding out who he really is and then rediscovering... I don't find him very charming when he's playing himself or playing someone real, you know, and I don't find Naomi Watts that charming either. I'm quite a big fan of her, but... She's all right. She's... I'm really... I thought she was very good in The Impossible, but she's mostly dying in that. Um, (laughs) You know, she was good at that. She's got elements of Nicole Kidman about her. Yeah, and and, and a sort of unknowable quality, as in there's a a coldness there... Uh, a lack of sense of humour possibly I mean it may be entirely unfair it might just be what the camera sees but um, she, Mulholland Drive she's fantastic in 
Like she's, you know, it's a weird ass film, but she's good in it. Yeah, this I didn't really feel as if I just thought, oh, that was amusing the start, and just pretty. You can see a lot of uh, middle-aged couples going, <laughs> laughing at the, uh, yeah. putting out obvious jokes, and that's done quite well. And there are moments where it is funny, not laugh out loud funny, but recognition funny. Yeah. And then it just descends into this sort of boring plot. I mean... Um, How many Marricks do you give it? Five. Five, right. No, I mean, I, it's not one I would ever have watched anyway, so thank well, you. Well, me for, neither. Thank you for watching it Don't for watch us. it. All right, while we're young. While we're young? Yeah. While we're young. While you're young, do not waste your lives <laughs> watching this. Unless you want something just really meet, just averagely mediocre. Yeah. Yes. I feel I feel cheated because I think I just this is how I feel. Mm. Yeah. That is my review of this film. Mm. 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 You can talk about it, but I mean, I'm wasting your lives, the listeners' lives, by talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, Commode and Mayo will probably uh, say Steve? say mm. about it next week. So. You stop slicking his hair back. <laughs> I think it's a helmet, isn't it? I always thought that was a helmet. Is it not a helmet he wears? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them in a screening once and they were like a little old married couple just sort of bickering on the front row. And just like, are you comfortable? You go, stop it, stop fussing. Simon <laughs> no. may always tend to be quite ignorant but he, on the field, but he must have seen shitloads of yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the sort of relationship they've... Like me? Yeah, you pretend to be angry, don't you, when actually... Every time you arrive at my front door, you're playing a ukulele and singing a song about things you can see. Yeah. It's completely different to your uh, persona that you put on for Film Fandango. A persona. Yeah. Well, uh, everyone out there, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. That's it for this week. This has been episode 199. Holy shit. Yes. So next week is episode 200. 200 weeks of Film Fandango. Uh, which is exciting uh, for some, you know. Um, but, uh, yes, if you'd like to email us, then please do so. Dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Uh, have I done this yet? All I'm thinking of is two in a week, which means I really haven't had a long job for four years. <laughs> <laughs> then why does everyone call you long job? Why, uh, why is that your uh-oh. nickname, then? Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, right well yes that's that's it for this week we'll be back next week I can't remember if I've done all of the stuff but it doesn't matter you, you can donate to help our thing by going to our website.uk if you've enjoyed it thank you to all the people who have yeah you are superheroes we'll be back next week keep, keep watching, watching the, the films, films. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.